shine bitches welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang i hope you guys are having an awesome week as per usual i am in week uh i believe like three maybe of summer vacation a summer vacation that seems to just go on and on this is like it's really strange having oh my god there's a bug on my wall one second Anyways, as I was saying, it is really strange having, like, so much free time available. Today, I finally was able to drop off my license um, at the, uh, like, the Board of Health or whatever. I'll get more into it during Spit Talk, but for now, today's episode, I'm really excited for you guys to hear. We have the lovely Dr. Judy. She is an incredible pediatric dentist out in California, and I wanted her to come on the podcast today to chat with me because she really has this, like, fun older sister vibe to her. We talk all things being a new grad and, like, things that you wouldn't really expect and things that no one tells you about being a new grad after you graduate school, whatever program it may be. Maybe it's pharmacy, maybe it's dentistry, maybe it's PT, maybe it's medical, nursing, you name it. I think we all kind of have to experience that ripping off the band-aid of becoming a new grad. So she answers a lot of my questions and shares things that we wouldn't necessarily think of to expect. And also she is a phenomenal DIY do-it-yourselfer with home decor, home renovations, bedroom renovations, all that fun stuff. So I thought that she would be awesome to have on as a guest. But before the main episode, first things first, we got our hot girl huddle. So hit it, editing Connie. Alrighty, so first things first, we got my eyes and nose, my ins and outs of the week. So my eye of the week, you guys, I'm so freaking excited because I stumbled down the magical, beautiful hole of DIY furniture, which is kind of like why I wanted to have Judy on as a guest. But I discovered the most awesome hack this past weekend that I'm so excited to try in my new apartment. And it is basically making a super modern, super artsy, kind of cool, unique coffee table using... Well, this is the part that's cool. You can really use whatever resources you want. So the idea is you get a big slab of, I think it's called tempered glass. You, you get a big slab of rectangular or whatever shape you want, really glass. And then for the legs of the table, this is where it gets fun. You can DIY it, one, by getting pots like planters from TJ Maxx that are normally for plants and instead inverting them. So flip over your planting like pots and then you just put the the tempered glass over it and it looks super cool and modern or you can do what I think I'm going to try to do is you go to like TJ Maxx, Home Depot, um, any sort of like furniture or any sort of like material store and you find big slabs of wood or concrete or marble and then those can become your table legs. So What you do is you end up like putting the marble, the big slabs into like the leg formation and you place the glass over it. And it just looks like so modern, so like really chic and like very, what I realized is that my design, my decor style is something called modern organic apparently apparently it's like very modern shapes and lines and touches but with organic feel because i love like stone i love wood i love live edge finishing on wood so apparently that's the style that i like but anyways i really am excited to give that hack a try to make a coffee table because coffee tables are like my favorite way to accent and to like decorate a a living space And that's my end of the week. Now for my out of the week. So this might come as a surprise to some people, but personally, I just feel like what's been out for me recently are crop tops. I don't really know what it is. I feel like with the resurgence of like, you know, Y2K and all that stuff, like crop tops were so in for a while. And now we're getting to that part of like Y2K and like the the 2000s where tunics and like long tank tops were really in, you know, like the vibe of like wearing like a dress over pants and stuff like that. So yeah, I've just really not been gravitating towards cropped tops recently. 
recently and now I'm just liking like longer tops, which is honestly awesome because I feel like, you know, like the more coverage, the better. Like I just prefer it that way. So yeah, I have not been a cropped top girly recently. And I think this is a fun development. I'm excited to be able to shop more once I finally move into our new apartment because um, Jimmy has put me on a, a spending limit, not only just for monetary purposes, but just for like space. Like I haven't been able to really like buy a ton of new stuff just because we're moving so soon, which anyways, this brings me to Spit Talk. Alrighty, so like I said, we are actually moving in less than one week, people. By the time that you guys listen to next week's episode on Tuesday, I will have already been moved into my new apartment. I'm so excited. Well, one, because I've actually never physically seen the apartment. We just like signed the lease seeing the floor plan and stuff like that, but we didn't actually go in person um, to see like the physical model of what we were going to have. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm also kind of nervous. I just hope that it has good enough natural lighting because that's really important for me to like make content and stuff like that. And for me to just like thrive like I'm literally like a human plant and I need sunlight to survive so I'm just hoping that it's facing like a good part of I don't know facing the east the west I don't know I, I just hope that it's facing someplace that's nice and sunny but other than that I'm excited this is the first time Jimmy and I have been like kind of ahead of our packing like as I'm looking around the room right now like a lot of the stuff on the walls we've already taken down the stuff on our ladders like usually you guys I'm like a day before like night before packer uh, maybe that's just because in the past I've only been like one person to pack up for so it hasn't really taken that long but now that it's the two of us we've lived here for like three years we have a substantial amount of stuff to pack up and I'm just proud of us because I feel like this time we've really gotten ahead of it and yeah so anyways you guys are gonna like the main episode because a lot of what we talk about is about moving into apartments how to make um, home decor really like apartment friendly renter friendly how to really fit in a lot of stuff into small spaces a lot of us are on budgets also so I feel like you guys are gonna get a lot of good hacks and tips and tricks for home decor and stuff from Judy so anyways without further ado now on to the main episode Alrighty, so I like to call this my little like one two three rapid fire questions so number one what is your like number one favorite thing about being a pediatric dentist oh uh, do I have to answer like really fast no <laughs> okay. because you know why these always end up being like medium questions because oh, okay. I'm like so long-winded so go for it <laughs> um okay obviously it's the kids the kids make it fun they make my day interesting like you know the dentistry is kind of just like you do the same things you know and you kind of go on autopilot but the kids every single interaction with the kid is so different um so that's what keeps my life like exciting you know I always have a story to tell you know yeah when you were in dental school did you ever think about like doing anything else or were you always like kids 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 yeah I think I started out going going into dental school having an idea that I want to do pediatric dentistry but I was also open to the fact that maybe something else is going to like tickle my interest and I was like open in that sense but like nothing really kind of like swayed me away from pediatric dentistry so I just kind of um, stuck with it Mm, got it yeah. and so for number two then what is in your pediatric dentist work bag oh okay not dental. or well, actually two things two must-haves <laughs> two must-haves okay I guess it's not dental related though but um yeah it doesn't have to be right I no. I always have to have chapstick because my lips get so dry all the time and I Me always too. need a hair tie like the like it's very rare in like my whole career of like even since dental school if I like don't I think I've only forgotten to bring like a hair tie like once or twice and it was like all hell breaks loose I was like I need a hair tie because I have so much hair that I really I need to like tie it back and get it out of the way so hair tie and chopstick 
Okay, one, for anyone that's watching video, you guys will see Judy literally has, like, Pantene hair Oh, my God. Hair. Your hair is, like, so gorgeous. I'm, like, staring at it, and it's, like, oh moving. God, not even. Actually, my hair is really bad right now. Like, I was, like, why? Because I uh, switched shampoos, and it's, like, uh -huh. not the best shampoo. It's, like, a shampoo from Bath and Body Works. And I was, like, lazy uh -huh. to buy, like, my, my good shampoo. So I've been using it, and my hair has been feeling like a like straw. Like, it's just, like, really crispy. So it's not the best, uh, but thank you for your compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And also, what is your favorite chapstick? Because I'm still on the market for, like, my holy grail chapstick. I have, like, a million, mm. like, one in each bag, but I still haven't found the one that I love. Okay, I'm kind of like you. I kind of, like, I don't have, like, a diehard one. Um, yeah. I have the ones that I keep going back to, but I always try to, like, um, try new things. Right now, I'm all over the, you know, the Laneige lip mask or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how to say it, but... That one, yeah. that one is good because it makes my lip feeling good, but it, I noticed that it wears off really quickly, like when I like drink my drinks. Um, the one, the other one that I really like is, have you heard of um, the Rose Salve? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, that, I have that one too. Yeah, that one has always like been like, when I try other things and it doesn't work out, I always go back to that. So that one's always in my purse. Yeah. For the Laneige one, are you using the one in the tube or the one in the little pot? The pot. Yes, I have that one too. And to me, I've heard that one's a lot better than the one in the tube. But the only thing is, like, I don't have the little, like, wand thing to, like, like you know how you can buy those on yeah, Amazon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have those. So it, it just kind of grosses me out that I have it to does, use my fingers. It does. It does. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm crazy about I love stuff that have, have pumps because I don't like to dip mm -hmm. my, like, fingers into it. So when I use that pot one, because I did hear that the, the one on the tube is not the same. So yeah. I wanted to buy the one in the pot. Um, but I just like wash my hands right before and after, but it's pretty bad for my hands. Like you'll know in dentistry, like my hands are so dry because mm -hmm. I'm constantly washing my hands. You know, some people are not as like crazy about it, but I have this thing with my hands. Yeah, we have yeah. to, especially when you think about like how, how like close everything it like spit mm -hmm, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, the other day, it's so funny we're talking about this because the other day I was in Sephora and I was ha I spent like probably way too long thinking about purchasing this. This would be my first like big girl dentist yeah. uh, like lip balm. Uh -huh. I was like, I wanted to try the Summer Fridays one. Ooh, Have you heard I love. I've heard a lot about Summer Fridays, but I haven't tried the the lip balm one. Yeah, so they have like a lip. I forget what it's called. It's like a either a lip mask. It's not just called. It's not just like lip balm. There's a certain like name to it, and they have like different shades, and they smell. Oh, they smell Ooh. so good. They smell like um cake frosting almost Ooh. but not in a grocery yeah 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 <gasps> you should treat yourself you deserve it you just graduated dental school <laughs> no but then literally i like then i had a call with like the disability oh insurance guy and, and then i was like never mind i'm not buying anything ever again oh i'm like you too so, like right now i'm in a more stable like um like um financial spot but i'm but yeah. i still i still have that like student like mentality where like i i yes. do believe in treating yourself but sometimes i'm like my logical side was like, actually, that money should be like invested or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. I know. And I feel like that's kind of like, so are, are your parents also immigrants? Mm -hmm, Do they immigrate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that like immigrant mentality yeah. because like, even when I'm at the grocery store, this is like, so this is one good thing about being a student um, in the state of Massachusetts. They let us use food stamps. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been on food stamps, but even though, like, my friends on food stamps, they're buying, like, filet mignon, <laughs> like, scallops, but me, even at the grocery store with my food stamps, I'm like, okay, this many beans per yeah. this is on sale. You're trying to make it stretch out as long as possible, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, the least amount of trips where I have to spend my own money, the better. Yep, yep, yep. But... I totally get that. I, I still have, I think it's good to have that mentality. You know, like, I don't know if you've heard, like, um, 
lifestyle inflation. Have you heard that? Yes. Yeah. So like yes. once you start making the big bucks, like you start like splurging on cars, whatever. Like I try to maintain my like, I don't want to ever lose my like, um, like scrappiness. Exactly. Exactly. Cause then like, I don't know. I just don't want my money to go to waste, you know, but I, yes. but I do believe in like self-care, like anything for health and wellness. I think it's worth the splurge, you know? Yes. Yeah. I'm just starting kind of to realize like, oh, like that's kind of like the most important thing is like my health because like in school, you're kind of like, no, the most important thing is like the grind <laughs> yeah, and like you don't think yeah. about that. Um, number three, what are three words to describe your home decor style? Oh, my home. You know, it's funny. Um, I know that a lot of the questions were focused around my DIY. It's so funny because I haven't yeah. actually done DIY in two years, but it's so coincidental that like we're kind of diving into this because I mean, I haven't really. Were you thinking? No, of it? I haven't told anyone. It's like your listener exclusive. I'm gonna drop some exclusivity right now. Um, I'm so excited. But I'm moving to a new place like next month, so I'm gonna like have a. I'm gonna like do the DIY again, and I'm so excited because I haven't done it in like two years. You know, obviously I only I like do a lot of the, my DIY stuff when I move to a new place. Um, uh -huh. So I have I've been itching to do some DIY part projects oh so it's God. coming up and I'm so excited I'm so excited I'm actually going to like Ikea and Home Depot after this so <laughs> really yeah, oh my yeah. god I'm so excited for you yeah. wait so tell me all about your new place like like what's the vibe like why did you want to move oh, oh yeah okay well let me answer your question the three how, yes. <laughs> how I would describe <laughs> my I think it's kind of like boho minimalist I think I like very like neutral calm like you know I spend a lot of time at home so I like I like invest in a lot of like, you know, I'm willing to splurge on like things that make me comfortable or like make me feel relaxed. Um, so I like neutral colors, uh, uh, maybe like beige, wood, maybe blacks, like, you know, here and there. Um, I've always lived, like we were talking about that mentality. I've always lived in a studio. Like I don't need, I'm just mm -hmm. one person. I don't need a lot of space, you know? I actually think less is more because the more space you have, the more clutter, I hate clutter. Like, so, um, yeah. I would say I'm a bit of like a minimalist, like I still have some home decor, but I try to like keep it minimal. Um, mm -hmm. where was I going with this? I don't even know. But anyway, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a new place. Um, I'm so excited yeah, for you. So I'm excited for like the home makeovers and like a lot of DIY projects. I'm going to go big this time. I'm going to actually do some like woodwork with like big girl tool tools and stuff. Oh like I God. might, I hope I don't chop off my fingers, but <laughs> Cause they're my money. You were maker. doing really good. Yeah. <laughs> also that in the video I saw you were like, when you were renovating your friend's um, uh -huh. bedroom, you had like the drill oh, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. when you were installing the That's curtains. so funny because I was like watching that. Cause I was like looking for, I was like, how did I do that last time? So I was looking back at my DIY stuff. Those drills are not even that good. Like they're like these mini <laughs> ones that don't even work. So I need to like an upgrade if I'm going to tackle these bigger projects. But like for my yeah. new place, I'll have a garage. So I'll have a space where I can actually work and make a mess, you know? Um, so yeah. I'm going to tackle more like paint projects, you know, cause I've been, I've always been like renting. So I have to be like renter friendly when I do like home decor. I can't like absolutely like tear down a wall or something. Um, yeah. so that's a plus though, because I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of the people that submitted questions mm -hmm. for me were also like renting and oh. stuff. So I think it's almost like more relatable yeah. that like you understand the renter. Yes. Yes, context. definitely. Um, so the most I do when like renting is just like, you know, holes on the nails here and there, you know? I try not to do anything mm -hmm. crazy. Um, like I was going to do wallpaper, but I was like, no, I don't want to ruin their walls. So <laughs> I try to be responsible. <laughs> when you um, drill things into the wall, because like I'm curious because we're moving and actually like one oh, week to a new are? apartment. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, so that's why I like I'm peppered in so many of my own like selfish yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. But um, but when you're drilling into uh-huh. a wall, do you just like spackle it to just fill it once you? Move? Okay, so what I've been <laughs> my other places. For this place, I really went all out. So there's going to be a lot of holes. So I'm going to actually have to buy. There's something you can buy. It looks like clay. Uh-huh. It's just this white thing that um, okay. you just kind of put it on and you use like a credit card to kind of swipe it. I don't know, even know if this makes sense. But in my previous yeah, yeah. places like- uh, where I bear like, you know, there's some holes here and there. I <laughs> there's, This is dental related, but I use toothpaste. That was the trick. <laughs> Wait, that is so smart. It just like stays yeah, there. Yeah, it just stays there and it dries. Like I think technically you're you're not supposed to do that, but it's just like a quick fix. <laughs> like for those tiny like thin studs, you can use the toothpaste yeah. thing. Because I was like, I was a resident. I was like, like I didn't have money. I'm not gonna buy yeah. a big tub from like Home Depot when I'm just like I just need to patch up some little areas here and there. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so genius. That reminds me of um, I don't know if you guys had it at your dental school, but like Greater Lakes Compound. Oh, or is whatever. that the, it's is like, that like the purple one that? Oh. No, it was um, it was like a grayish uh-huh. color, but it was it kind of did the same yeah. thing. It was like if you were doing wax ups, you could like kind of build up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember those oh, days. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, so speaking of which, I want to hear about because now I know like grown up doctor yeah. Judy, but like what was like dental school oh Judy like? Gosh. Like what were you into? I was so in my own world. Like I, I honestly <laughs> wonder what my classmates thought about me because I was like I was very like early on I was very like work-life balance I I refused uh-huh. to go into like um school on the weekends I'm like weekends are my own I I already spend enough wow. time at school I don't want to spend weekends there so like um I had a very like in the beginning like you know first year first quarter like I tried really hard I tried to study the way I would study in as an undergrad where like I had to like go, go through all the material and know everything and memorize everything before I went into a test but then early on our school was pass no pass so like I realized mm-hmm. that all the effort I put in to just get a pass was not it wasn't worth it it wasn't worth it I would be yeah. studying like at the library like marathon studying from like right after like class ends all the way to like 2 3 a.m and I'm like this is not sustainable I thought I would have to do that for like four years I was like this is not fun so like the first quarter hit me hard like I'm like this is not fun and then when I got my like um grades back well we didn't really get grades but we got like honors and everyone was like aiming for honors but like only like the top five percent would get it right so you had to like yeah really get like a hundred percent on everything to get that honors and I'm like this is not worth it I'm just gonna be a-. and then at that moment it was like a switch I, w- I became like a total switch slacker like the first time in my life really? I was like such a slacker like I'm like I would be the type to just like um you know there's some courses that take like you know you need to put more um time into more than others but there was some where I would just cram study and there I would fail classes okay let me just tell people it's okay if you fail like it's not the end of the world you just retake the test like maybe it's a little embarrassed I didn't think it was embarrassing because I'm like hey I got to go to that party or I got to like attend my <laughs> friend's wedding instead of like studying my ass right. off. so it's like a give and take you know um but you just take the course over the most you'll feel is a little shame like you'll feel like a little ups- it's the shame the shame is is just like what drives you in dental school is like the pure yeah so like, that's shame. the thing so for me I disassociated myself like that's why I want I say I wonder what my classmates thought about me because I like I, I <laughs> it was a very toxic environment and, and this is like school dependent you know like but I felt like mm-hmm. maybe my year and my school it was so toxic because like people were not collaborative people were not helpful they were like they wouldn't share things that it wasn't like that's not how I like kind of work you know so 
I didn't yeah. like that toxic environment. So I tried to like stay away from that as much as possible. So like, I really try to keep in touch with my family, my friends, like my home friends, people who like know me outside of dental school to keep me grounded. Um, mm. But yeah, at the end of the day, we all graduated. We all got into like residency programs. Like it's okay if you like fail some classes, you just have to take it over, you know? I feel like dental school is designed to make you fail something at some point. Everyone exactly. fails something at some point. And like either like in the beginning, you're like, oh, my God, did you hear so and so? That's another yeah, toxic exactly. part of dental school is everyone talks. But in the beginning, it's like, oh, my God, did you hear so and so failed this? And then by the end of dental school, we're like, oh, yeah, oops, exactly. I failed this. Like, like you, you're supposed to fail because that's how I think that's how like you learn mm-hmm, a lot of times, mm-hmm. too. But it's like it's funny, though, because I feel like before you get to dental school, the word failure means like it's like yeah, scary. Yeah. It's like death. It's like horrible. But then from dental school, it's like you can't survive if you let failure like get in the way. Like, you won't make it through dental 100%. school. And that's like that switch that I was talking to you about, you know, like like I was miserable, you know, and then the moment I had that switch and I realized it's like it's not a big deal you know then you just like move on with life and it's like take everything as a learning lesson yeah when so this makes me think of like one of my questions which is a lot of times when we graduate dental school we have a lot of trauma oh, yeah. and like <laughs> there's a lot of like toxic energy that happens in order to survive dental school it really felt kind of like kill or mm-hmm. be killed in a lot of in mm-hmm. a lot of ways in clinic with resources and things what are some things that you think in order to become a successful dentist after you graduate, like toxic dental school things that you have to let go of? Because like, for example, for me, um, I feel like in dental school, I just compared myself so much. I was like, oh my God, like, what if I don't do as good as my friends on this? And like, I don't want to be the kind of, of associate that's like, oh my God, they produce this much. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to look at other people mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. You know, the good thing about like working out in the real world it's like when you ask me like what makes a successful dentist like what like that's like to me that's non-existent because like success to everyone means Mm. something different you know like for example success to one dentist might mean like being really productive making like millions of dollars every single like year or maybe more but success to me is like just being sane and happy like you know so like and not working as much whereas success to someone else means like working all the time you know so I think you're right like in dental school, it is a pretty toxic environment because you're so you're in this competitive um, bubble. It's a like it's a throw. it's a bubble because you're you're. I don't know how big was your class, Connie. My class was okay. two hundred, and like I feel like too from all the dental students I talked to. Um, of course, like there's exceptions in class and stuff like that, but I think it's just the way that the school is the way that schools are mm-hmm. run. It, for example, it's like patient equals yeah. requirement you kind of feel like you're always in the hunger games of trying to collect yes, you know, all these points. Yes, yeah, and 100%. And, like, it's it's it really is a bubble because, like, when – I remember, like, when I was in dental school, I felt like the world – my world paused while all my friends' world kept going for four years. It was, like, the weirdest, like, thing, you know, because you're so focused on yeah. trying to just get out of there, you know? And, like, you yeah. said, you're, you're like, what's the next thing? And there's always something in dental school. There's always an exam. There's always, like, boards. There's always something to get – out of there you know the one you mentioned was really good like I think when you get out in the real world there's less of comparing you know you just try to really help Mm. each other you'll you'll realize quickly that the dental community is very small so like you really want to like be someone that will help others because you most likely got your job or get are getting to where you are with the help of others too because everyone's been there everyone's been a new dentist so um I think naturally that the environment kind of just lends itself to just a more like healthy type of collaborative environment. Um, But I always say it's just important to like, you know, do unto others what you want 
done to you, right? So like, you know, if you're, if someone helps you, just make sure you like help someone in the future as well, you know? Yeah, that is one thing that's really nice about the dental community. I know we were just going off <laughs> yeah. to talk to this, but, but only in school, because like, I do feel like I've noticed already the chain of effects where like, you know, when I was a pre-dent, a dental student like bought me coffee and told me how to yeah. do the DAT. And then when I was a dental student, like a new dentist bought me coffee and taught me about getting a job. And now it's like, I'm the one like buying coffee. Yeah, for, like, yeah. You know, like it really does spread. Um, currently I'm like just on summer Yay. break mode, which is like so weird. <laughs> I've never been on summer uh -huh. break mode. Um, what are things that you wish you did that summer, like in between starting work? Oh my gosh. Finishing? That's so funny when you ask me that. Cause in residency, I was out of, I guess I like, um, had that slacker mode even into residency because <laughs> all my friends were like the last, two, after we finished like boards, everyone's like, Oh my God, are you talking to this recruit, like recruiter? Like what job are you going to get? And I was like, I'm not even going to try. I want to take six months off because I deserve it. I don't like want to get to work anytime soon. I'm going to let the new grads kind of fight for their positions and I'll take whatever's left over because I'm not in a rush, you know? That's really smart, actually, because everyone's fighting exactly. for the same like, yeah, positions. Yeah. You're but, right. Um, so I was never like super, I didn't feel pressured to like um, get a job or anything like that. So what did you do during well, your I, six months? So what oh. the funny thing, ironically, I mentality, I wanted to get six months off but an opportunity literally just fell into my lap. Like I wasn't even looking oh for God. it. And like, so I interviewed, like, so I flew back to interview cause I was at Connecticut in Connecticut at the time. And I, yeah, yeah. Right, and I wanted to come back to California. Mm -hmm. So um, I just happened to have a trip planned to see my family. And then like this, this lady was like, come meet me. Like, I just want to see. And I was like, I don't even have my California dental license yet. Like I'm not ready. <laughs> She's like, just come. And then it just like everything fell in line and I'm still working with her like to this day, like four or five years later. Um, it's crazy how it worked. But um, but I, I was like, I was like, shoot, I can't pass up this opportunity. It's my ticket back home where I want to live. So then um, right. so she's like, she wanted me to start like immediately. And I'm like, I don't want to start. So like I try to push it back <laughs> as much as possible. So I really only got like, I think, two and a half, three weeks off. I know. I was so sad oh from six months to three weeks. I know. But I went to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. I spent some time with my friends. You know, I made it worth it. Um, and then I moved, yeah. um, you know. So it's funny how, like, life works, you know. But when the opportunity presents itself, you just got to take it sometimes. Yeah. I honestly kind of believe that, like, this is, like, very woo-woo of me. But I just kind of feel like you attract yeah. certain opportunities when you give it the 100%. space to. And it's kind of like you you gave yourself that space and you were like on that same level. And then oh, yeah. The I believe in that stuff like visualization, manifestation or just like the universe. Like, you know, like like if it if it's meant for you, it will happen. You know, no need to like force things, you know. So I'm like all into that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when you were um, like interviewing mm -hmm. with this lady and everything, what were things that you were looking for or like what were things that you experienced where you're like, oh, this is it. Like this is. a good Well, job. you know, like, that's the, the thing. One. I think that's like the biggest misconception conception for new grads they're like I want to find my dream job I'm looking for this this and this but to be honest yeah, yeah. because I wasn't really prepared to find a job at that point I really did not know what I was looking for like I um I had no expectations I was just to me I, I like to keep things low pressure to me I was just like oh I'm in California anyways I'm just gonna shadow her and see like I wasn't even sure if she was serious about hiring me because I knew at that time she was interviewing a whole bunch of other people too. So I was just like, oh, let's, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, if it, um, it doesn't. But one of the biggest misconceptions is like, like trying to find your dream job right off the bat. Like I still know like colleagues who are still looking for their job after four or five years, like in dentistry, it's very common to jump around, which is why you should like 
you know, build good connections because like everyone has probably like heard of this office or worked there like before, you know? Um, okay. So to answer your question, I did not know what I was looking for, which you don't really know until you start working, to be honest. Like you think, you know, but you really don't like all I knew was I just wanted to work four days a week. And if she could provide that for me, then I would take it, you know? So that was the only requirements. Like my requirements were more, were more like lifestyle. Cause that's, what's important to me. But the dentistry itself, I wasn't too mm-hmm. picky. And at that point I did not, I didn't know like what I like wanted, you know? Yeah. And I feel like too, you don't when, like when you're where I am right now, my mind can't conceptualize how like I'll change the mm-hmm. things I'll like realize that I'll like. Like right now, all I know is really like what's in front of me and like dental school, Connie. So it's like you kind of don't exactly. Know what you don't and, know but even. one thing I can say for sure <laughs> is you have to be like, like web whatever they offer you, you have to stay true to like the way you practice because it can bite you in the ass. Like for example, like my first job coming out, I had two jobs, right? And they were so different from each other. Like one was really slow, really boutique. Um, it was an owner who only had one office. Things were really slow, mom pop shop. And then I had the other office that was like really fast paced, like very production driven, um, but very like young and cutting edge, you know? And like, I mm. thought I would want to chill and just be at the slow office, but it was too slow for me. Like, you know, and the biggest thing is one of the biggest things I have to say is like, as a new grad, you have to know how you practice. Like in dentistry, there's a very wide range of treatments And it's not, one is not Mm -hmm. wrong, like over the other, you know, one is not better than the other. There's just a lot of different ways to get to the same results, but you know, you can be a little bit more Mm -hmm. conservative or you can be a little bit more aggressive and that doesn't, aggressive doesn't mean a bad thing. It just depends on what your patient prefers. But the number one thing is if you're like applying for a job as an associate, one thing to keep in mind is you are like, you also have to make your like owner dentist happy, like, which probably means Mm. that you, they want you to practice the way they practice. And if that is not aligned, then you're going to have issues. So from my experience, Mm. like I had an office where I'm very conservative, like, and the way you know how you, you are like, how you practice is the way you would want to treat your own teeth. Like for me, if I see a small little Mm. cavity, I'm like, I'm going to put SDF before I want to open that tooth up. Because once you like, to be honest, once you drill into a tooth, that tooth will never be the same again. And I want to preserve as much natural enamel as possible. So I'm very conservative. Whereas the, the dentist that I was working for, the owner dentist, she would see a small incipient lesion and and want to treat it. And then she would be like, why wouldn't you treat it? I was like, because I want to be conservative. I want to give them like, you know, prevention plans to kind of like stop it from progressing but she's like no they're a kid it's gonna progress no matter what so if they're numb in that area might as well just do it and I'm like no I don't agree with that you know so we butt heads a lot and it would be to the point where I felt like she was like like monitoring my treatment plans and it didn't feel like very it didn't feel good to go into an environment like that where someone's constantly like micromanaging and watching your every move so the biggest tip I can give a new grad is like make sure whoever you're working with the owner dentist um, you guys align in terms of treatment planning. And maybe a good question is like, oh, are you more conservative? Are you more like aggressive? Like, how do you like treatment plan? That's one way to know if you guys are aligned because if you aren't, it's going to cause problems in the future for sure. I think that is such a good point. One thing that makes it tough is I feel like I'm so impressionable that 
in my head, I'm used to faculty yeah, telling yeah. me how it is, right? So if I step out there and then the owner is like, why are you doing it? It should be like this. In my head, I'm like, oh, silly me, stupid me. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. I should, you know, like I still have to. Yeah, and that's develop, okay. It's going to it's gonna develop over time, right? Like I, I think I'm the same way because like as a new grad, you're like, oh, am I, should I be doing it this way instead, you know? But I think after you practice yeah. for a while and most likely you'll probably be working at multiple mm-hmm. offices and then you'll feel like, wait, I don't want to do that. At the moment you feel like that, then you know kind of where you stand, you know? um yeah yeah and it's it's different like if they're trying to teach you a new technique techniques are great like you want to absorb as many techniques as possible but it's I think it's in terms of treatment planning being overly aggressive versus conservative is where you kind of like if it doesn't matter for you because I know I know um, colleagues who are okay like they practice at one place where it's more conservative and they practice at another place where it's more aggressive Mm -hmm. and they can do that mental switch they're like oh I'm at this office so I know she's going to want me to treatment plan more aggressively so I'll do that but it's hard to like kind of switch back and forth so for me I just found someone who like I align with and then I just don't have to think about it you know (laughs) I think people we want to be the best for our patients that's first and foremost but the thing that people don't think about is you're also working for someone else and you need to make them happy because they're the ones giving you a paycheck you know and like you know when everyone's happy it makes the environment like so much better to begin with so I think that's one thing that a lot of people forget is that you also have to make your owner dentist happy yeah that's something that we forget because like when we're in dental school we're like oh we're gonna be like yeah the yeah yeah be the doc it's gonna be awesome and then it's like yeah oh, yeah exactly boss. you have to answer <laughs> to someone you know well some you know I do you have to say some dentists are better leaders and like like than others, you know, and like, mm. I would have to say I got really, really lucky with my, uh, my boss, because she's amazing. She's a great mentor. She's a great leader. Like I like trust in her, you know, um, but it's really hard to find that because not all you don't they don't teach you leadership in like dentistry, you know, so not everyone um, is a good leader. I think that's like kind of the beauty, but then also the difficulty with dentistry is that so much of it is like, on the outside to be or for what some people define as successful Mm -hmm. like monetary wise you have to be like know the business side of it you have to wear a lot of hats that are not like what we learn in school what we learn in school is just the bare bones like just to do the thing um what do you think are like the most common new grad mistakes whether it be like you know like treatment planning flow or like balancing hygiene like what are the toughest yeah i would say i wouldn't call them mistakes because i feel like it's maybe like I guess as a new grad, the first six months, maybe up to a year is going to be difficult. You're going to feel imposter syndrome. You're going to feel everything, you know? But I think it's important to like, um, to, to just expect to be critiqued. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're a bad dentist. It's just like, I rather have someone critique you than you go about your way and doing things like to like that's not beneficial you know um so so like expect that if you expect that I think you'll you'll feel a little better and like you'll take critique a little better you know I wouldn't say mistakes but I I would say the hardest thing is treatment planning because like I said there's no wrong answer you Mm. know there's like so many different ways and I remember the first six months we would like I would always be texting my old program director or my old like resident co-residents I'm like Hey, what would you do for this? We would send each other x-rays and everything we can to be like, what would you do? Because you you do second guess yourself, you know? But the good news is, you know, after doing it for like a year or so, you're you're gonna know your like how you are, how you treat and plan and everything like that. Um, and in terms of flow, yeah, it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks. Like I remember <laughs> the first month, and I work at a high volume place, so it, it hit me like real hard. Like and I worked 10 hour days too. So my days were really long. So like, yeah. I remember for like a month, I just ate Chick-fil-A every single day after work because I had no energy to do anything else. Like, 
um, the pacing is going to take you a while. Like even like I was pretty fast. I think like in general, I'm very efficient with my time. So I like fast pace. So like as a resident, I was pretty fast. Um, and even then, like I, it's a lot to like get used to, you know, the pacing and everything, especially if you're going to work at like either corporate or like, um, an, like an FQHC or something, you know? Um, so that, I, I think I knew that going in. So that's why I made, I made a clear boundary to only work four days a week. And that is my maximum, you know? Um, so just, yeah. just, just know that like, it's, it's going to be better than dental school, but it's, it's not going to come with like its own challenges too. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to come without its own challenges as well, you know? So, you know, it's just typical and talk to any dentist and they've gone through the same thing. The first six months to a year might be rough, you know, but one thing I do recommend is don't try to work six days a week. Cause a lot of people try to do that and you're just going to get so burnt out. You're going to hate your life. Like try to ease into it. You know, um, I know a lot of people are like, okay, I'm like, I want to make money. I need to pay back my loans, but that stuff's going to get taken care of. Don't worry about that. Like you want to worry about your like mental health. Cause I know a lot of friends who did six, six days. And that's like, they, you don't get like time to rest before you have to jump into the next week. So it's, it's, it's exhausting. And even when I worked four days, I was exhausted, you know? So the last segment that I wanted to get into was actually home makeovers and DG DIY, Dr. Girlfriend DIY. Yeah. So I like went down a hole and I was watching like all of your like videos about like, she made over, you got, she made over like her parents' living room office situation. That's my favorite. That was my favorite one. Cause that was like the most drastic makeover. It was gorgeous. That fi- that white brick fireplace are you kidding me i was like oh Oh my god wait you have to like make a separate page i feel like just like all about like DIY. like i would love to see like judy do just diy just diy i know i know i thought about it because i really love it but the thing is like i only do it when i move to a new Uh, place you know like like i'm not gonna like break down walls to just like redo things but i love like there's like content creators who do that and i love following them they were like that's actually a really good point i'm like wait how do those people like make a living like live (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) oh my god what are some of like your favorite little like home decor actually what are your favorite like tricks because in one of your videos you mentioned this like Mm -hmm. optical illusion trick yeah tell me yes with the curtains curtains. oh my god I love okay curtains and drapery is like the most like versatile thing it like I feel like not only does it add like texture to the room, it like softens the room, makes it like in a bedroom, it's very cozy. It gives like the cozy vibe. But if you have like in the video that you're referring to, if you have like an off center window or anything that you kind of like just want to hide, like curtains do a good job of not only hiding it, but like masking like irregularities. Like if it's not completely centered, you can kind of make the curtains like um, position it a certain way to kind of make the room look a little bit more even because I like symmetry you know Mm. we're we're, we're in dentistry so symmetry is very important um so I like to keep things like symmetrical and then also curtains like help if you put one of my biggest tricks is to um nail or hang the curtains like way higher than where the window starts because that that's gonna make the room look really like um like high higher ceilings and then but but you want to make sure you have like the long enough curtains to do that because you don't want your curtains like you know like six inches from the like the floor, you know, it's, it's like, gonna look yeah, really tacky. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for my trick is I always get longer curtains so I can hang them way uh-huh. higher. Like um and then I'll just like tailor the bottom, like, you know. That's such a good tip. When you like yeah. so when you like walk into a room and you're like, Okay, I'm gonna like do everything. Where does mm-hmm. your where does your eye like start? Like where do you get started with renovations? Yeah, so it depends on if there's something that it is like 
for for example, um, my parents DIY, I knew the focal point would be the fireplace because mm. that's like the, the main wall and that's like it takes up the entire wall. So I knew that that would be like the focal point okay. and then everything else just comes along with it. So I think like it depends on the room. Um, and I don't know if you saw the small bedroom um, makeover that one. That bedroom was so small and that bed was so big that that bed was like the only thing that fit in there, you yeah. know? So I knew that like, okay, the the bed would be like the center point. So I would need to put like a lot of textures, a lot of like, what do you call it? Um, um, accent pillows and stuff yeah. to kind of like bring it to light. Um, so it really depends on the room and what like what is already existing there, you know? Yeah. What are some of your favorite like textures, materials, like stylistic pieces to bring in? I think um, lighting is very important. Ah. Like lighting makes everything look so much better. Like make sure you get, I don't, I never know. Like the soft yellowy lights yeah. for bedrooms are really good for like creating that like bedroom cozy vibes. Mm. Um, so like I like in a bedroom, I, I always think the staple is to have like um, not nightstands, but like those two, I like symmetry. So yeah. like in a bed, like each side, maybe you don't need two um, bedside tables, but at least like either like a hanging like light uh -huh. or something that goes on the bedside table. Yeah. It just kind of evens everything out. And then like the easiest way to like add like a modern touch or whatever your like, your whatever your vibe is would be to um, with the lighting, because, you know, they come in such intricate shapes and like, like colors and stuff yeah. that it's, yeah, it's easy to, like, incorporate that into the bedroom, yeah. You know what you would love? I feel like it's so your vibe because, like, you're kind of, like, modern boho, like, chic. Yeah. Is, um, have you seen those? It's in a lot of those, like, one hotels, but it's, like, these hanging woven, like, lamps, kind of. They're so, Ooh. like, I have to send you, like, a picture. You're going to have to send it to me. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to see. Have you yeah. seen that meme? There's this really funny meme out there where it's, like, you know someone has become adult, has become an adult where instead of pushing their bed into the corner. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not like your bed your bed does not touch any wall yes. that's when you know you're <laughs> oh yeah that's another thing never have a bed against the wall Why? like no because it okay one okay you remember we're into like not that voodoo stuff yeah, but yeah. like feng shui oh. are you into feng shui Wait, i am my dad's really into it okay i don't know if this is accurate but i was listening to a feng shui like um design podcast uh -huh. okay one it just looks really like it doesn't look good yeah it again it messes with the it messes with the symmetry. It's all about symmetry, mm -hmm. right? But also, someone told me that um, in the feng shui episode, they were saying it was a couple, and one side of the bed was against the wall, and the other side was open, right? Yeah. And then they said that whoever sleeps on the side of the against the wall, they feel trapped. Oh my And you God. don't want to trap. You don't want to trap their energy. You want the. You want them to be able to like, if they need to use the restroom, to like get off on one side without like you know like scooting up to the edge of the bed yes. and then um and then yeah it's just like that feeling trapped and the energy is not flowing or something I don't know that's what feng shui said oh my god wait that's so funny because the listeners are gonna love this because they love little tidbits about Jimmy and I's dynamic so Jimmy is my fiance <laughs> but our uh -huh. bedroom the way that it is um my bed is not completely pressed into a wall, but the bed is the bedroom is an irregular shape where like I would say from the end of the bed to the pillow to like where the pillow ends, um, mm -hmm. I'm slightly pressed against a wall, but then the wall shifts, so I'm not really pressed against a wall. But anyways, right. Jimmy and I always fight over like this what the 
I like his side of the bed better, basically. We both uh-huh. agree that his side of the bed is better. We think it's because right. since he's, like, heavier, he's weighed down the mattress so it's softer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. very soft and plush. But we always, like, fight over – like, I always sleep on my side. But if it's, like, a special occasion night, like, the night before graduation, I was like, can I sleep on your side? Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's proof, though, that that side of the bed is better because his is completely unobstructed. Yeah, I think it does. Like – like, okay, it's so funny because um, the couple the couple called in to the feng shui master or whatever, uh-huh. and then they, they talked about that, and then they did an update. And they're like, we don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but ever since we moved the bed away from the wall, like, we've just been, we had better sleep, we communicate better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I soaked it up. I was like, I'm going to believe that. Even though it sounds crazy, I'm going to believe that. That is so <laughs> funny. Oh, my God. I am so excited to try this because our new bedroom that we're moving into doesn't have that kind of weird, like, uh, corner. I like the corner because I thought like oh it's this cozy little nook but like nook yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly but I- I'm gonna have to send you a picture of this after uh we get yes. on this call to describe it properly yes but, please do yeah what are speaking of nooks actually what are some of your favorite tips to making a space feel more warm inviting and cozy especially on a budget because most of my listeners are on a budget oh my gosh I'm I- I'm always a girl on a budget yes. you know like I love um repurposing so I like to use Facebook marketplace but my rule is nothing fabric or upholster because I don't know where it's been you know something that I can wash and deep clean you know so like shelving is good I like to like re-sand it and then repaint it because it's like brand new again Mm -hmm. um so Facebook marketplace I love um Ikea okay everyone shits on Ikea but I love Ikea like I will continue to go to Ikea like you know I love Ikea Um, because Ikea you can uh what is it what is it called um up Upcycle? I don't, not upcycle. Wait, I'm what? Totally, what do you do? Not upcycle. No, no, no. I'm just making up a oh, word. Okay. Basically, Ikea is like, you can buy Ikea stuff and that'll be like your bare backbone, but you can DIY. Yes. Like, like you can buy like new um, handles. You can buy like wallpaper or like texturize it. You can make it look not Ikea, you know? Yeah. Um. So I love Ikea. Um. What else? Like, you know, I'm crazy. Like, I don't know why I, I love finance. Like, so I like to keep track of like everything. So I have like spreadsheets from like when I was in Connecticut, like how much I spent, like I have links to like what I bought, like the oh description of the like stuff. And today I was like, I was looking at my old tabs. I was like, oh my God, it's so sad because every time I move, I spend more and more money, but I'm, it's like lifestyle. It's inflation, lifestyle that I was talking. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, but anyway, like I still, I still want to like get like my bang for my buck, you know, like I'm not, I don't think I'm the type to ever spend like an insane amount of money on like like a stupid thing I like couldn't like I just yeah morally wrong to me (laughs) yeah yeah unless it like really like really 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 like unless I'm gonna use it and it's gonna like help my back or like a bed I will I like I will probably like invest in a good bed because that's my back and like you know I sleep on it every day you know but like for like decor I would not spend like tens and thousands of dollar on a lamp you know like yeah, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think I'm pretty budget friendly, which is why I like to share things because um, like I like to document things because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> first of all, for the DG DIY, I think people are very intimidated with DIY. They yes. think you have to like know how to do stuff. Like, I don't know anything. You know, I literally just learned from YouTube as well. And most of the times, like, I'm like copying what I learn from other people, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't have to have like your own inspiration. You can just see something you like and be like, oh, I want to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, so Pinterest, I use Pinterest and YouTube a lot to kind of like formulate what I want to do. But like part of the reason why I like to like document is like one, like I like when I'm budget friendly, I like to like tell people where like link it and tell them where they could like 
tell people where they can find it and also like just show that it's not that hard you know I do it by myself like I'm like a one-man show you know yeah Um, yeah. so like if I think when people see it done then they're like oh I think I can do that you know yeah you know someone actually asked the question too like people wanted to know all about like uh, well, they actually asked about the Facebook Marketplace, which is perfect. Oh, so, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. are a supporter of it. Just nothing like gross material that you can't really clean. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but then also people were asking, do you buy furniture like before you move in or after? I So, okay, I've moved so many times in my life. Um, and what I usually do is I, I time it so that like it gets shipped the first day I moved there. Oh, yeah. So that's really smart. yeah, or you can get it like if you go to like a furniture place, you just have them deliver it on the day like that you're going to plan to arrive or the day after. Okay. Um cuz you don't want to be a lot of like nice couches are back ordered. So sometimes like there was a during covid there was like a it was back ordered for like 6 9 months, almost a year. So like but really? for me, I don't like sh- I don't buy expensive couches. Yeah. And all my couches have been from like warehouses where I can just get it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um but this time around I think I'm going to invest in a nicer couch. Um but from my previous experience, it's just been like something that I just have it delivered on the day that I move. What are your thoughts on like the dupes like f- like the style of the Restoration Hardware Cloud Couch? Do you like that style? Um I there's a lot of dupes. I think yeah. it's like I don't think you should buy the actual one to oh be God, honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay right now. I'm looking at furniture, so like I like that we're talking about this because yeah. I'm kind of torn between like the deeper, you know, those really deep couch that feels like yes. a bed, mm-hmm. but between that or just like an actual regular couch, you know, because like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I uh, I haven't really done my, like, actual big girl, like, couch purchase yet. So that's going to be, like, next yeah. month for me. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, my God. Please document it because, like, that's I, – I never realized how fun it is to couch shop. But, like, I feel like there's so Have much – Have you been couch shopping? It. So I went once with my fiancé, like, really quick, um, yeah. just, like, after breakfast. And it was so fun. It was, like, such a good conversation. <laughs> it was, like yeah. – like, you just learn so much about, like, what you like from a couch when you try different things. Wait, can you tell me? Because I want to know what i what i should expect yeah okay so for example i went into it thinking like oh i love the look of the restoration like the cloud couch we didn't right. actually go there we went to like bob's discount which is like one of my oh favorite. we have that here too i yeah. love bob's discount because yeah. our couch was um one of those it's called like the scratch and dent ones where we got it like 50 percent off because okay. it, like the back had something weird with it you can't even right know. Anyways, so I had dreamed of this couch this whole time, the dupe of the cloud couch, and then I sit on there and like it's so comfy, but to the point where I'm like, this like can't be healthy to be this yeah, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my back I- is gonna be in pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that, and then also I feel like I learned about like the different textures that I would or wouldn't want too. Mm-hmm. The problem is the textures I like, I feel like are not exactly dog friendly. Do you have any pets mm, or no? I don't. I don't. Okay, so the world is your oyster. You can do whatever <laughs> you want then. And you don't live up with a boy either. So you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. The world is my oyster. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so I, mean, I, wish, I love my fiance. I wish that we were in the same state so we can do this together. That would be so fun. I know, literally, like if we went like couch shopping together, that'd be so much fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, Maybe now someday. I need, <laughs> now I need to find someone. That's because yes. just talking about this makes me like oh my god it's so much more fun with someone else yeah i've been doing everything is. on my own so i need to find someone who's moving soon <laughs> yes fine. or even just like bring a friend because i feel like when we were we went a couch shopping it almost felt like playing pretend in each of the rooms i'm like oh, what does my life feel like here <laughs> like it was just so fun um but another question that people were asking was how 
do you fit a lot of stuff into a small space? Like, what are some oh good God. storage solutions? Oh my gosh, I am the queen of that. Okay, so like I said, I um, I've always lived in a studio. Like my place right now is only like five hundred seventy five square feet. Like it's really? so tiny. It's so tiny. But I have a lot of furniture. Like every time my friends come in, they're like, "Whoa, you fit a lot in here," you know? Yeah. And like when I first looked at the floor, okay. Uh, not a not a tip, but like whenever you look at an empty room, it always looks smaller than you think. It it oh. actually it's so counterintuitive, but once you put furniture in, it opens up the space. I don't know why, but don't ask me why. But like you'd be surprised how much furniture you can actually fit into a small space. Okay, so like um. I, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but like, I don't measure things. I literally just buy things and I'm like, it's going to work. But sometimes it doesn't actually <laughs> work out. So I, I learned my lesson. So always measure, but um, especially a couch, if you're going to spend that much money, like you got to yeah. measure. Um, okay. But in terms of like small spaces, like I feel like, okay. Yeah. Things that double, if you have a really small space and a lot of stuff, I guess I don't have this problem because I'm like a minimalist. I don't have that mm-hmm. much stuff, but th- some things you can do is like, you know, um, like little benches, mm-hmm. like what do you call? The, ugh, what do you I, like? I'm like sitting ottomans? on one right now. Kind of, yeah. Ottomans or little benches like that you put at the edge of the bed. Oh. If um, if you can buy the ones that have storage, the ones that just lift up and you can put storage in there. Um, yeah. storage under the bed is a big one. You can actually fit a lot of things under the bed. Um, and then. I don't know. I've just been like kind of blessed with like a lot of closet space. Like I live in a small, tiny like studio, but my closet is like a walk-in closet. It's humongous. I'm like, why did they do that? Like I'd rather have more space than like (laughs) a walk-in closet. And my bathroom's really big. Like I don't know why they do that. Oh my Um, gosh. But yeah, just like little knacks like that, like where you can like things that function and like multifunctional things, you know, storage and like furniture piece. Do you have any advice for organizing? Because, like, my problem is I have a lot of, like, little, like, the whole bathroom is, like, my, like, self or like, random I thing. love organizing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went to, my friend just moved into her house. I literally uh-huh. spent, I didn't even talk to her the whole time. I spent <laughs> in her pantry organizing for her without her even asking me. And I was, like, That's unpacking so for her. I love house home organization. But, yes, I do have a, um, I love, like, little bins and stuff. And the best place to get it is Daiso. Do you have a Daiso? Really? I don't know. I have to look at that. Or How like do you spell it? D-A-I-S-O. It's a Japanese dollar store, but it's not really a dollar. It's like, uh-huh. it like ranges, you know? But okay. like, if you, go, like, if it's like things that are going to get tucked away, you don't need to spend a, like a fortune for like um, cute organizers, you know? Yeah. So like, they have a lot of bins there, like different sizes. Like, I like to categorize everything in like little bins, you know? And like, okay. um, and even like in my closet, I have like little bins for like, um like my socks like my swimwear like I just like organizing space you know like um so there's a there's a lot of places like Ikea has a lot of organizing um storage as well but sometimes I feel like even Ikea is a little bit more expensive like if you go to like can be yeah if you go to like dollar store or like Daiso like I like to go to the Asian dollar stores because like things are better quality and they're cuter you know mm. yeah yeah that that makes sense tj maxx i feel like also oh. especially if you find the red oh my tags. god yes yeah. oh my god speaking of tj maxx i love all the like tj maxx home goods um even ross has uh-huh. good home stuff but mm. you might not find like two of the same ones like that's uh, why it's hard their inventory is kind of like hit or miss oh my gosh it's been the hardest thing trying to control myself because like <laughs> i like i go to home goods on like almost a weekly basis but my fiance has really like tried to cut me off because he's like we're moving like you can't buy more stuff yeah yeah, yeah. To move. oh my god that's so. okay there's so many things that i've been wanting to buy this last month but i'm like i can't i, I have to wait until i move into my new place you know because <laughs> i was like i don't want to lug it you know yeah um, 
But yeah, I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see your new space. And then also, I mean, I guess to wrap this all up. So you recently finished running your first half marathon. <gasps> oh my god, yes I did. Thank you. Everyone has to check out your video documenting it. I was like enthralled by it. It was like a short film. <laughs> oh my like, god, the thank effects. you. Thank you for saying that because that was like the hardest editing undertaking it was a lot I've of ever editing. done. I've, yeah. I I was going crazy. It was a long weekend and I literally spent my entire long weekend doing that. I don't know about you, but like I get really into editing. Like I can sit yes. there and I'm like, wait, it's been six hours. Like, you know, um, yeah. but also like it was a lot of technical things. That, like I had this vision in mind and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to find out how to get it done. Like I wouldn't let yeah. it go, but I was like, it's really hard. Like, you know, that's what I loved about it though. It was a clear, it wasn't like, Hey, like follow me along. It was like a very, like, it was like a literally a documentary. Aww, it was like incredible. I loved that it. A lot. I spent so much time on it. I was like, okay, I don't like to like toot my own horn, but I'm actually really it was proud good. of this. I'm like really proud. Like, <laughs> no, it was really good. Everyone needs to check it out. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I love seeing, like, your highs and lows with it. And, like, I think the biggest takeaway for me was, like, I always thought, like, oh, when you're in school, it's really easy to, like, have goals and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, once you graduate, like, you don't have to have goals. You just live your life. Yeah. And then I realized, like, watching, you know, like, you run your half marathon and, like, even seeing, like, my sister, like, have kids and stuff. I'm like, oh, you can, like, you have, like, a whole life. Like, life is just beginning yes, after school. You, like, yeah. develop your own goals. So I'm just, like, curious, like, what's your next goal now that you're done with the half marathon? Oh, my any gosh. New adventures? Yeah. I mean, the new adventure would be, the, like, uh, starting the DG DIY again. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for that. And maybe, okay, after the half marathon, everyone's like, so what's next? Some full yeah. marathon? I'm like, okay, I can't quite commit myself to that <laughs> yet. But I might be doing another half, like, next year yeah. in February. So, um, but yeah, like you said, like, life is just beginning. And, like, the fun thing is, like, now that you're, like, your career, like you're done, like, your, your career is your career, like, you know? So it's, like, yeah. what, is, what else is there to look forward to? And, like, a lot of it is, like, personal growth, you know? And, like, that's the best when, like, you finally have time to breathe and, like, think about yourself and what you want to improve about yourself, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, we spent a lot – I know you spent a lot of time, like, in school, like – so it's it's like we're, we're always like on the go what's the next thing what's the next thing to get to where we are and like now we're here so like the, the only other thing to work on is yourself you know so like I've had a lot of like friends who like you know ha- have this like awakening or like you know it's just like you know it's finally time to put yourself first you know so yeah um, yeah it opens the doors to a lot of opportunity and I think for me like you know um after graduating, like, I finally, I feel like I finally get to pursue all the things I've wanted to pursue. Like, you know, like, social media, like, DIY, like, you know, like, for me, it's not about, like, getting viewership or subscribers. It's, like, just doing it, you know, like, just doing what you want to do and just, like, share it, you know? Yeah, and, like, feeling almost like a more authentic version of yourself, too, because I feel like in order to succeed in school, you had to just put your head down and grind. Exactly. And now I'm kind of like, oh, like, what does Connie actually look like? Not just Connie the Donald Yeah, Trump. and it's an it's amazing because, like, I never thought that I would be, like, a social me- – like, into social media or anything like that, you know? So, like, it's fun to kind of, like, be able to do what you wanted to do all your life, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am so excited to just, like, keep following along to see all of your DIY projects. We have to, like, keep each other updated. Yes, like, please. Couch I things. will. I will. You send me couch things, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much today um, for everything. You leave everyone your, like, handles, your usernames, everything that they can find you. Yes. So they can find me on um, Instagram at doctor.girlfriend. So spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R dot 
or period, um, G-I-R-L-F-R-I-E-N-D. Oh my gosh, I've never had to spell it out. That's so long, sorry. And, <laughs> then, uh, and then on YouTube, it's just Dr. Um, Dr. Girlfriend. So find me on there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everyone for listening. And thank you so much, Judy, for your time. And yes. we will see you guys next time. Yeah.